How long gone? We're back to business. Chris Black, live from live from Lower Manhattan. DJ Them Jeans and his hyper uh, hyper ice go coming to you live from Glendale as usual. And uh, there's there's a lot going on today. I'm kind of I'm feeling frazzled. You know, I tried to have a little Chris time, like a little beauty moment. Beauty moment. Well, I just I like to go get a haircut and then get a pedicure at the same on the same day because they're next to each other. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because of my back to back schedule and calls, I was having to talk on the phone while getting a pedicure, which is one of my biggest pet peeves, and I find it to be very rude. So I kept the call very short. Um, but but I felt it is like, rude, isn't it? It's rude, and people do it. People just talk the whole time. I just find it so it's crazy to me. I agree. I kept it tight, and um, I don't think my conversation partner even noticed. So it, you know, it's uh, oh. it, it, that's right. I'm slick with it. It does. I, I feel like you would love to be in a situation, maybe in the in the future of your life, where <laughs> you have a personal relationship with your manicurist pedicurist your beauty squad to where you can take a call while you're getting your nails done without any guilt or shame that could be a goal of yours one day i would like that but it would have to be in the privacy of my own home or hotel suite of course um that's the issue it's not about i i think that that i i just don't like to to be rude to the other you know the fellow patrons especially if they're getting their 10 minute leg rub because that's kind of a sacred time <laughs> you know so i don't i don't want to i don't want to kind of step on that as the, uh, no trust me it, i don't need the whole 10 minutes let me tell you what brother <laughs> I'm, I, I finished quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm out in four or five. <laughs> how's it? How's it going over there? Now, I, I noticed. I noticed that you uh, somehow resisted posting a picture of the snow-capped mountains of Glendale yesterday when the rest of the simp's <laughs> in Los Angeles were doing that. And I want to congratulate you on that, Jason. Thank you for for a job well done and kind of keeping us out of that. It wasn't easy. I was definitely. I had my finger know, on I the know. trigger the whole time, driving around. You know, almost crashing into school children and buses and things like that but i managed to not take in any photos or post any photos and also those types of things leave it to the pros leave it to the of pros course. at ktla5 of course yeah exactly leave it to the pros or kcal9 of, <laughs> leave it to the pros of weathermen to kind of handle this stuff we don't need you media me, weather people meteorology yeah me, meteorologists wherever you would put the x in that word that's <laughs> yeah i could try <laughs> It's an audio uh, show, so it's hard to pull it off. But yeah, you guys know what I'm saying. Hopefully, we have someone from the meteorologist community listening. I hope we do. Like, they're probably on like a local station in Canton, Ohio. But we'll take it. Look, for me, it's Dallas rains or nothing. Okay, God bless. I mean, I understand. We all we all grew up with a, a favorite local, yeah, um, weather predictor. But it, weather predictor. How dare you, Chris? There's science behind it. How do you feel? I feel actually. I feel amazing. I feel good. I, I I'm I'm well rested. I'm well exercised i'm i'm stretched out pause i feel good i you know no alcohol for the last few days kind of oh been on a free and clear plan since you know i did some damage over the weekend but good to hear it i i it, I'm, I'm feeling in a good place honestly good to hear it i um i'm not feeling well rest of course i'm well worked out who, who could be i mean that's crazy a that little bussy stretched out i've been i've been the last 24 hours is really tough because i i saw people kind of attacking um one of my favorite, I think one of your favorite, one of my favorite artists on, on social media. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's fair. And it's kind of, it's something I wanted to talk about with you on this forum. Okay. I'm trying to, one of my, you said one of my favorite artists. I don't, honestly, I'm at a loss. Is it? No, I understand. It's okay. Is it the weekend? 
No, no, the weekend's catching some strays from failing Rolling Stone, but that's fine. No, it's it's Megan Trainer. Yeah, but she clapped back. Megan, <laughs> it's Megan Trainer. <laughs> what? Yeah, Megan Trainer is being kind of hung out to dry by the gay community for releasing a, a new single called Mother. Okay. And I just don't think that. Look, it, it's if it's a surprise to you that Megan Trainer did something bad. I think that maybe you haven't been <laughs> haven't been paying attention, and maybe I mean, like we all know Ethel Kane is mother. Like Megan Trainer can't do that, so like it's it's not it's not really up for discussion. But the 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 gay community as well as the Twitterverse were enraged because the song is bad. Of course, wait, are they mad that this that that she released a bad song? I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that she released a song called Mother. I think they're mad because she releases a bad song called Mother. Let's combine all of those things. Okay, okay. and I think that is the that is that is the issue. And I'm I'm wondering so that because I find the whole Mother thing a little annoying, but I, I'm trying to understand who. Who gets credit for that, and why can't Megan Trainer steal that? Like she's stolen the rest of her swag from you know whoever. <laughs> I, I don't understand why this is where you draw the line on Megan Trainer. Well, I, I guess the when you call a song "Mother" as somebody who is Megan Trainer, you know, just a chick that works at Target who now somehow is a famous musician. <laughs> she's actually a mother, I believe. She has a child, so let's put that out there first. Okay, but she sort <laughs> of is in the gay sphere a little bit, right? Like she's. I'm sure she's yeah uh, performed at a few Pride festivals and yeah she's she's definitely formed at Pride Houston or something yeah but I mean yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. the I I think that the thing is is that all kind of like bad female pop stars get get chewed up and spit out by the by the gay community except for the holdovers of course the Gagas the Beyonces okay. the legends so so a person like Trainer she's only as popping as her last bop any at any given moment. Yes. This this train will stop chugging. Yeah, and they said they, they, they <laughs> we said Megan Trainer and they said we raise you a Kim Petrus. Uh-huh. You know, and Kim Petrus Kim Petrus got more slaps. Kim Petrus is coming out of fucking Sam of Smith's course. dress. Of course. And Megan Tra- Megan Trainer's coming out of the fucking Vaughn's in Studio City. It's not the same. Yeah, Megan Trainer I don't know why she became a member of the gay community, honestly. There, I don't because she's a straight person, right? Oh yeah, I'm she's married. She's married. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they claim her. No, no, no. I, I don't, but I don't she just it, she makes. I don't like think bop, anyone claims like her. That's the pop Music for, I guess, like teen moms. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I think it. I think. <laughs> no, I think. It's, yeah, if I think your grandma a, has to take you to Walmart <laughs> to get to get school clothes. Megan Trainer is here for you. No, I think Megan Trainer unfortunately is less cool than that. Even I think she's truly occupies like a space where no one knows it's her song if they like it or don't like it. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's like a it's completely void of any kind of uh, identifying factors because it was written by a team of people in service to her and right. she did her thing. But I, I was just oh she did her thing, mother. Yeah, she she reminds me like she has the energy of like if somebody told me like. Oh, Megan Trainer, that's that's actually like Honey Boo Boo from that TV show All Grown Up. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay, shit. that oh, sounds one hundred percent correct. That's crazy. I never knew. I never knew Boo Boo had pipes. It. I never knew Boo Boo had pipes like that. <laughs> um, well, the other the other thing that has kind of come t- to light um, in the last couple of days is as uh, the you know when anything happens, you know people on the internet try to come up with some like words you know to describe it a catchy phrase something clever mm-hmm. that will stick it's gonna stick and i don't know if 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 uh brad Trammell came up with this 
or if not, but but I've also seen a lot of people talking about clout bombing. Mm-hmm. The, this is the examples are, is the new Heaven campaign where it's a hundred freaks on a couch. The uh, <laughs> damn, that's that's actually my favorite ASAP song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the the airmail NYC set photo at the Odeon, sure. uh, the Madonna uh, celebratory uh, uh, celebration world tour video, mm-hmm. and then something else. And, and oh, the New York Magazine cover where everybody was crossing the street. Remember that? Yeah, or any magazine cover in the last fifty years. Well, this is yeah, this is what. And then I saw somebody else. This this guy uh, on Twitter. I think his name is Nolan. I, we both follow him, and he was like. Bro, this is just everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Like this is advertising. Like what are you what are you talking about, you know? And I kind of agree, but I do think that the the group scenario, the reason it's popular is because all of these publications, brands, etc., feel like they have to cover every possible base to not get blowbacks. Like fuck it, put 20 people on the couch. We'll have one of everybody, no one can come for us. Mm-hmm. That is why this has become that's why I think this has become popular. Right. And then people are having a bit of a backlash because much like a bouquet of flowers or a painting or whatever, if you add every single color to it, it just turns into like a weird brown mush. Yes. So it is you're you're not you 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 took all these beautiful bright colors and amazing things and just turn it into one monolithic kind of yeah. color that isn't really anything colorful at all. Um, it's it's just everything. <laughs> but the, but also <laughs> this I is at- I mean. Brad is a genius at what he does, and I'm a big fan of his the goat. His uh, you know, one his, of the best. His takes on everything, and I, he definitely may have invented that that term, but it's a it's a thing that's been going on forever. Obviously, because you know, there's been the zil- you know every Vanity Fair magazine or you know the Oscar issue where it's a fold out and there's 30 different yeah 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 of the biggest A list movie stars or and, and you know every single magazine cover ever has been doing this. But it does feel different now because, like you said, there's no real correlation between these people. Like before, it was like, yeah, here's the point. top F1 drivers, here's the yeah. here's the college football, you know, freshman fifteen XL, whatever it is. Freshman <laughs> freshman fifteen is what your girl put on <laughs> before you broke up with her. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> freshman fifteen is what I would have done if I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think what you're saying now is the only real correlation between everyone. It's 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 less of a collection of people that go together and make sense. Yeah, and more of just like Pokemon's. Like the problem is when I look at the when I look at the heaven sofa. All first of all, all I see is saves the day mixed with Richard Avedon, Dean Kissick, and Patrick Sandberg. The rest of it just blends together to me. <laughs> Those are the things that come to mind. But I don't think it's like it's hard to ignore Michael Imperioli dressed as Phoebe Bridgers <laughs> horn section. I can I can ignore Michael Imperioli very very easily. It's not a problem for me at all. Um, but I think Aww. that I do think that this is like. But I also see the side of it from like an advertising. You're standpoint. just mad that his house is more cunt than yours. I'm I'm not mad about anything he's done. I've never seen his work. I don't care. I, I, I think he's a great New Yorker, but that's about it. But I, mm-hmm. I think that um we'll take it. I, I think that part of it though is that that it's it's also like if we put thirty people on the cover of this or in this campaign, they'll all tweet it. Their people will all re repost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a it's a little bit of that thing as well, where it's like there's an added value to stacking the deck. So I, I don't I'm not bothered by it. I think it's I think it's cool and fine. I, I just think that when you do that, there's gonna be a lot of things that get lost in the mix and um clout bombing is is going to continue. Mm-hmm. And also I think Heaven has done a sim- very similar photo shoot to this for a, a couple of years now 
it's not it's not brand new. They they've sort of been doing it for a while. Heaven's on my shit list right now because they're having the Deftones headline a party tonight. So I'm a little bit I'm I'm not super. Yeah, happy. how do you feel about that, Chris? I mean, this is just the full one of your all time favorite brands has sort of turned on you, and you're sort of left confused, picking up the pieces. Where will you and Heaven by Mark Jacobs go from here? We're gonna be fine. Mark's a legend. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I totally think it's, but I think it's. I think. It, Are you, but you're not gonna burn any of your pieces on IG Live or anything like that. I would never burn any of my pieces. No, but I think that <laughs> my pieces. God damn it! This is archival. <laughs> this is archival heaven. No, but I think that I think that it's. Um, I think it makes total sense with where we're going as a society and like how everything comes back. It, it's not a surprise. I mean. I bet Chino weighs a 500 pounds now, so good luck squeezing him in a heaven hoodie. Um, but ho- hopefully they just rip. Um, Damn, right. this hater. Well, look, you know Chino be eating three meals a day at fucking 7-Eleven. Prove me wrong. Chino, Chino's like, yo, as soon as this uh, Mark Jacobs check hit, I'm about to get the Ozempic, <laughs> and I'm going to be on Fleeky. <laughs> No, I mean he's look. He's he's definitely got a lot more money than I will ever have, and he's a cult legend. That's right. That's right. Um, but I, but he still looks like he's from Bakersfield, and there's she nothing knows do good about at that. any strip club too. That's something you can't say. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> I've had knows? more twenty dollar bills stuffed inside of my asshole to your music than just about any other artist I could think of right now. Chino, I'd love to shake your hand. Guys that don't have any money but still come to strip clubs after they get off work <laughs> love Deftones. <laughs> Um, all right, we do have a guest. We do have a guest today. I'm just a fan of the art. <laughs> Delia Kai. Is I don't a- have any money. <laughs> uh, our guest is, is is Delia Kai. She's a she's a writer and author. Uh, her new book, Central Places, is receiving rave reviews. And interestingly enough, it's about kind of it, it's loosely based on her, is my understanding. But she brings back her tall white boyfriend to meet her Asian parents in the Midwest, Jason, which I feel like is something that mm-hmm. we could maybe kind of unpack here with you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm three or four editions deep on that one, honey. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like, we could compare notes. But yeah, let's give her a jingle. Yeah, like you said, she did write a novel, and it, it's one of those rare novels where some of it's based on her own real life. And we'll, we'll give her a Zoom. And we're going to find out what she thinks of tall white guys. Of all the years that I've known of you on the internet, I just read your last name as Cat instead of Kai. I don't know if I'm sure you've got that before <laughs> at some point. Is that is that the first time you've ever heard that? Yeah, I've never gotten Cat. Delia Cat is pretty funny though. That's a good internet name. It's a massive internet name, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It, it is. It is. It's giving Tumblr for sure in a nice way. <laughs> I, I your adorable journal would have been amazing if your name was Delia Cat. Yep. Tasteful nudes. I <laughs> I didn't know nothing funky. I didn't. I've never. You do have one of those names though that is 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 I, I, deceptive. I was like sometimes when we have guests on the show or before I meet people and and their name feels a little like a I I, I could fuck it up. I hit YouTube to hear other people pronounce it like a designer name. Oh, I do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a classic. So, but I did have to see. Um, so I hit YouTube. And uh, just got a little clip of you at uh, Books or Magic over there in, in mask wearing Brooklyn, um, and it was uh, it was it was it was like a it was I was like all right I got I got what I needed from this but how do you feel about um, having to read because I feel like that's a little funny to do as an author in front of people yeah I think it's it's definitely just a separate skill because I mean like we've all been to readings where authors read they do it in this sort of like what I call a dead girl voice. 
Go on. And it's just <laughs> okay. This doesn't really. Uh, let's get an example, please. Let's give us an example. We. I, I don't know what you mean. Is it is it red scareish adjacent at least? I think a little bit. I think it also just happens a lot when people are reading poetry, and I think reading poetry is very hard because you have to kind of really perform it, and if you don't commit, because it's and you do the because it's often thing, bad. Or it's about the words and it's it's, it's, it's equally about how you say the words and when to put the yeah. inflection point and all that stuff yeah true yeah. that's that's a good point so you don't so you're saying that you when you get up there and do that do you read it like you would the audiobook version you're just like let me give it to you straight chief or do you do character voices and fun stuff i think i try to do it in the way that like i would tell a story to my friend where we sort of like maybe we're not committing fully to voices but we try to like liven it up a little bit because i think I think just straight reading is so boring. It is. But it's hard to do. It's hard. I don't know if I'm actually good at it. So when you when you deliver a, like a poignant line in the story that you're reading from your book, have you do you ever like wink at the crowd or give a knowing kind of glance about like I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're like, yeah. damn right I do, bitch. Oh, you should have come to my LA event. There was a good there was a good joke in there because I think some joke the the line was basically like the white guy being like, Don't be so racist and Paused and, and did a little little grin, and and the crowd loved it. You know? They loved your grin at at the white man's expense, is what it sounds like. Always, always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is a crowd pleaser. Uh, we deserve it, right? We deserve we it. We deserve it for sure. <laughs> Especially if it's just a wink, it, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I just thought about that though. I don't know if I've ever read in in public in my you know since I was in like you know high school or whatever you know now that I think about it it is kind of a weird authors only type of type of yeah. vibe and I I think it, it would take some getting used to yeah I think I think I tried to practice it I don't think I practice enough but I when you see it done really well you're so, like I'm always so blown away because I'm sort of like oh now you're like an orator and an author that's pretty cool yeah you should tell your agent that right I know yeah <laughs> add, add it to the bio um I, I do still want to hear dead girl voice or yeah at least yeah a, a more descriptive description of what it means just give us a few bars just give us a few bars I'll do Australian for you if you want <laughs> as a trade I'm trying to think of like a, a reading went to where I was just like she went to her bedroom. The door was open. She took her clothes off. Like s smacking her gum while she's reading it. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like even though she's signed up to be there, she's she's somehow upset that she's there. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're listing like your symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like a, the, now I'm thinking of someone reading poetry in that voice, and I'm loving it. Yeah, unfortunately, the dead girl voice, even though it is, can be annoying and ineffectual, it also makes me horny. <laughs> it can be a bit like I think sometimes it's it's used well. Yeah, yeah. Depending on who's dead, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna ask Jason, can you can you give us your top dead girls, please? Before we <laughs> That's on the Patreon. Y'all ain't coming for me. Now you've done you've done a lot of this book has gotten a lot of favorable press that that I've been soaking in from following you on um your both of your thriving social media accounts. Oh yeah. <laughs> thank you. Are you Jason and I when we were in London, we did a lot of stuff like back to back. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I see why Ben Affleck like snaps on the 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 reporter from Poland after eight hours of talking about himself? Yeah, you know, like I kind of get it. <laughs> Did you reach a point where you were like, 
I've I've had enough. I'm not as interesting as you guys think I am. Like I'm all set. <laughs> Honestly, all of my stuff was kind of spread out like over really over like January and February. So I, I lucked out because I think otherwise that would have been so exhausting. It's just it's it's just not natural. You know, it's just not natural. And obviously we all have giant egos right now. So it's like, you know, it feeds into that, of course, but it just, it's not enough. It's just not enough. Mm -hmm. And also if it's, it's her first book. So this is, this is an award tour. It, that kind of shit doesn't get old to you yet. Right? Yeah. No, definitely not. Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm still at the point where even just like in my life, friends or, or people at work are like, oh, you, you probably don't want to talk about it. Like, how's it going? But you, you know, you're probably so tired and it's like, oh my God, no, this <laughs> book was in my head for like years and uh, that's it's all I want to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I think it's really funny when people are like, "Oh, you're probably sick of it," and it's like, "No, I actually don't have anything else cooking." So <laughs> I was too that. <laughs> you're like, I don't even know my middle name anymore. So if yeah, you could just yeah. kind of, we could kind of stick yeah. on this, that'd be great for me. <laughs> but talk to me in like you know a month, maybe maybe it'll be different. Th there'll be you'll you'll have some thoughts in your brain in a month or two. I'm sure mm -hmm. it'll I'm sure it'll come around. Dealey, we were we were talking before. I think you may have heard a little snip at the end of the intro and i i believe you sort of come from some pop punk roots when you were younger correct yeah yeah what's your what's your deftones take oh yay or nay wait i'm gonna say something really embarrassing which is that i think they were maybe before my time okay all right relax all oh, right i'm sorry okay all right jason <laughs> well there's there's a lot of young people on that fucking heaven heaven ad there's a lot of 13 year old motherfuckers <laughs> on there who i know are younger than you yeah yeah do better <laughs> Too bad. I was in the middle of Illinois. I gotta. Like, you, no, see, I don't that, like. You know? really lean into this middle of Illinois shit. How how remote are we talking? Because <laughs> if you were able to get a fucking Alkaline Trio album on CD or Taking Back Sunday seven inch, yep. it ain't like you're living in fucking Alaska. <laughs> I mean, we had the local hot topic. Like you drove half an hour downtown to Peoria and you went to the mall and you when you went to the hot topic. And I think when we got a Zoomies, that was a big deal. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. So you're hold on. You're saying you're saying Peor Peoria was the big city. Just to be clear, yeah, Peoria was like going downtown. Was like going into the city for the day. Mm -hmm. I lived it. It's it was like this village that kind of became a suburb, but it was still surrounded by farms. Like I honestly, I don't know how to like talk about it because it feels a little like stolen valor to be like, oh, I'm from a really rural area, and, and I don't know that that's true. But it also wasn't just the suburbs. Like, mm -hmm. like I had friends whose parents. You can were, call like, it the village. Legit farmers. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll the village is kind of cool. It is cool. Yeah, I'm from the village. It's like which one? Yeah, it feels a little shrewd farmsy. If I could say, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, your parents were in the beet business. So is the so you're saying you had friends that farmed. And you were surrounded by farms, so let's let's see what the deal were we were we cow tipping on the weekends? Like, what kind of country activities were we getting into? Okay, this is probably uh, the best illustration. Where my friend, my best friend Emily, and I, we wanted to like zhuzh up our MySpace photos, right? And so we would take our little like handheld like wristlet Canon, <laughs> and we would just drive to a cornfield. And like take photos in the cornfield, um, okay, like off the highway, <laughs> and we thought that was very edgy and cool. So, mm -hmm. and then we would saturate the shit out of those photos. I'm not like the other girls. I hang out in the cornfields. These cornfields are real. This is my culture. So, were you? Did you ever dabble in Slipknot? It doesn't seem like your your bag, really. No, I was like um, I was like a Mayday Parade, like oh. 
all time low, like that kind of girl. Jason, she's she's like almost post cartel. Yeah. All right, Delia, it was great talking to you. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and check out the book. <laughs> all time low. All time low is still big, which is crazy. They are. They might still- be bigger than they ever have been. Yeah, and I I heard someone told me that the audience is the same. <laughs> like it's not one of those bands that's like <laughs> they get older, the audience grows up with them. It's like it's still fourteen year old girls, which I think I think maybe has gotten them into a little bit of trouble. But I don't know. Hey, hey, so hey! We don't need to talk about that here. You, those you guys are. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. You don't really? I mean, I think that that that's crazy. That world is rife with problems, uh, and and most of it revolves around um, the music being bad. Uh, <laughs> but there are other issues. But All Time Low can probably sell out like the Garden. I'm not exaggerating. It's crazy. Madison Square. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Not not the Garden that the deal you grew up in. Not the Garden in the Village where Skrillex plays. Literally, I bet they they might not be able to do it alone, but they would like op- they would open for someone or co-headline with someone, and they could be they would do it. It's it, they're huge. It's crazy. Um, Delia, uh, one of our one of our listeners is Pete Wentz. Would you like to send him a personal message while while you have the the floor? Oh my god. <laughs> clock's ticking oh my god i'm curious if pete wentz knew how much fan fiction existed about him in like the late 2010s because i still remember reading one online that was like about it was like also written by another teenage girl and it was about like being patrick stump's sister and having to manage their tour and so she was on the bus all the time and pete was like characterized as like it was a real like enemies to lovers situation and i just i think about that fanfic all the time and i always want to know like do they have any idea that that existed enemies to lovers <laughs> so did you yeah there's a lot to fanfic are you is such good a fun topic to talk about are you good um were you sort of tiptoeing around the fact that you have done some fan fiction writing yourself perhaps in the pop punk Mm -hmm. young author category Mm -hmm. oh my god i i wrote harry potter fan fiction but i was not i was not cool enough to figure out how to write warp tour fan fiction that was like a different level (laughs) no no erotic warp tour like so i want (laughs) to okay so so it was it was only harry potter or did you venture into any other fictions i was only harry potter and then i started writing my own stuff but like there was oh my god there was so much like pop pump fan fiction we're gonna get into we're gonna get into this now in these in these because i knew about this a little bit because i did this for a living not fun fact not (laughs) fan fiction but pop punk yeah chris was one of the first to really actually make a living doing fan fiction in these stories though when did the fucking start yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it, was it super freaky or was it like nerdy or, or is there just a, a variety? It was mostly just very nerdy and like innocent in a way that's just like, oh my God, like he looked at me from across the tour bus because it was, it was like I was in middle school reading stuff that other middle school girls and maybe some high school girls wrote, but there was definitely like no one on the site who like was actually experienced, you know, <laughs> like it was just a bunch of nerdy girls right, right, um, right. with wild imaginations. We could kind of do the math when you said pop punk fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's less. No, they weren't less really pen. on the actual tour bus getting finger blasted. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little less penthouse letters. It's a little more, it's a little more uh, innocent than that. It's love. Yeah. I think that's a very kind way of putting it. Um, <laughs> I would also say it was like, like kind of a fan. Was it like a fan message board? but like sentient it was i don't know it was which one which one were you on which message board was it it was called quizilla 
Have you guys ever heard of that? No. Yeah, no one I've talked to has ever heard of it, and I feel like I invented it in my mind. It sounds like multiple weird startup this is your names combined. Mandela effect. Yeah, this sounds like a made-up company because it feels like three different startups that failed combined. It sounds it sounds like a like a scholastic company that went bankrupt yeah. for doing some like money laundering yeah. or a pyramid scheme. It was like a proto BuzzFeed, and I think literally the guy who like made it. He, he'd given some interview where he was just like, yeah, it was crazy because all these girls basically took it over. And then he sold it to Viacom at one point. And I think it's still like alive. I don't know. I need to check. But no one has ever heard of it. Yeah. I mean, you're basically the Dwayne Johnson of Quizilla now, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're the only yeah. motherfucker who got out and made it. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all don't forget about me. I'm at the top. Quizilla is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so that was like it was a destination where you could make and take quizzes, but then it was sort of commandeered by thirteen-year-old brace-faced girls to do different fan fictions and fandom mm -hmm. writings and things like that. You could hack the quiz format to write like stories, and then people would publish like it was like serialized. You could do it serialized. And then there were leaderboards. But what if you get in trouble? Oh, I think there was zero content moderation happening. Okay. It was like the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if I was a content moderator and saw 13-year-old girls writing fan fiction about armor for sleep i would run the fucking <laughs> other way you know i'm not i'm mm -hmm. not i'm just like let these <laughs> let these bitches do their thing like i'm all set like i don't need to deal with this they're gonna get themselves in trouble they'll figure it out yeah what was the thing that got you into writing fan fiction or like was there a one story or an author or like how i just want to know because i know it's like a big genre in the world all every single subject but i i just always wondered how somebody actually begins the process of writing fan fiction i was i mean i was reading a lot of it I, this was middle school so it was just home all day during the summer and it was still like dial up internet times and so it was like kind of the first time i could ever just be on the internet all day um and no one would know mm -hmm. so i think i i just remember a friend from like grade school had introduced me to this website and she was like oh you get to take all these quizzes you can read all this stuff and I just really fell into it. And then I think after a while, I was just like, I don't think this is that hard. Like, maybe I could, like, make up my own stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is that hard. Yeah. So you were you were totally getting 100% on all the quizzes, no problem. <laughs> and you're like, like, what's next? It was next? like personality quizzes. It was, it was exactly like BuzzFeed, oh, okay. honestly. Yeah. I like the idea of getting 100 on a personality quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would try. Nailed it. Next. I ace this thing. I really know myself. Um... <laughs> I was I was noticing that you were tweeting about a story that I have been um like I read it and then I acted I I kind of tried to ignore it because people were being so annoying I guess which is like every fucking story but the mm -hmm. the the listing for the the art world personal assistant Oh yeah Um Jason have you seen this? I have not seen this. Okay, so there was a listing for a personal assistant um and the details of it it was in the New York Times, right? Which is fucking insane. Yeah. So the New York Times wrote about this listing because the the art world was up in arms. Like, who would do this? And the listing is a little over the top, but it's like what an assistant does. Like, I, I don't... Like, to explain it, Delia, maybe you can explain it better than me. It, this is what an assistant does. Like, <laughs> managing the house, cleaning, providing childcare, being available nights and weekends, signing an NDA... 
Like that that's if you're rich and famous, that's what an assistant does. I think the I think the problem is that's what an assistant did. And nowadays we're not supposed to that assistants still do that, but you would never admit it publicly that that's what your demands are, I guess, is the problem. The big breakaway, the big the big breakout thing is it and I think this was in your tweet. It was managing dog systems, which is a really funny way to. <laughs> yeah. Which is a really oh dog system, which is a really funny thing to say. And it it I don't know what do you think that means the whole thing or just dog systems, <laughs> just dog systems. The rest of it, Jason. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> managing house cleaning is pretty self-explanatory. I'm just talking about the dog. Systems. Well, I think dog systems is also pretty self-explanatory. I think the issue is using the word systems as referring to feeding and cleaning up the feces of an animal. <laughs> yeah. I think people are just overusing the word systems lately. To me, I almost thought I was like, this must be some kind of like tech couple too, because mm. I can't really imagine a normal person talking about taking care of pets as like, yeah, like as, as a systems, it's so <laughs> weird. It just makes it sound more complicated. Than- it's Tom. It's Tom Sachs, and you know, <laughs> of course, he would say systems. I mean, he's he's responsible for the worst shoe of all time. So it's like, yeah. I'm not surprised. Well, it, 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 it sounds more like like you just said, a couple who lives in San Francisco and they both work in tech, and you know, they have a special dog, an Italian greyhound that costs fourteen thousand dollars, and. We are in need of someone to manage their systems. No, but it's confirmed that it's Tom Sachs. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like it's, it's, I mean, not confirmed, but the, I mean, like he's the kind of guy who would say systems is the, is, is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. Sure. I feel like he has that, he has that. Bl- While he's wearing his spaceship pajamas. Exactly. Exactly. You're responsible for ironing <laughs> my spaceship pajamas every night. <laughs> I'm going to go to the space one day. Yeah, uh, do you think, Delia, that you could ever have an assistant or do you not have enough self-esteem for something like that? I mean, I think that's the dream, right? Well, because my reaction reading that listing, I was just like, fuck yeah. Like, Yeah, this is sick. It would be so great to have someone whose whole job is to, I think like the listing was like, your job is to make life convenient. Like you're supposed to make life easy for this couple. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking great. I mean, I feel the same way sometimes when I think about like, like when I come home after a day of work and I'm like, yeah, I would love a wife in the like 1950s (laughs) traditional sense of it. Cause that sounds sick. Someone's going to have a meal for me. The house is going to be clean. They're going to look nice. Like, of course I get it. I just want to be clear. That's not Jason or I saying that we want women to be our equals. We don't want them cooking or cleaning at all. We kind of are responsible for that actually um, around our households. Just want to make that very clear. I, I have that around my household, but I'm the one who's making the mashed taters and Bay is wearing her aloe set instead of, you know, of a fifties <laughs> that's progress. Pencil skirt, but you know, it's the that's, same that's, shit. That's progress. Yeah, exactly. That's progress. I like the idea of you having that. Now would you so if you had a man that was like, Babe, you know what? You go do your thing. I'm gonna stay home and kind of manage the manage the household, you know? Would you be cool with that? Yeah. Oh my God. That's like all I want. Like I want kids, but I don't really want to be home. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the whole day. Okay. Okay. Someone else can be. Okay. What do you what do you have in your plan to maybe earn enough money to have a situation like that? Exactly. I don't know. That I mean that's the question, right? <laughs> so you haven't gotten that. Well, far. I mean, obviously you can make a good living being a writer. That's not true. 
Absolutely. That's not but, true, but I mean, you're trying. <laughs> but it's also a profession that's often mocked for not being something to get into if your goal is to make a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like this theoretical husband, he can like have stuff going on too. I'm just imagining him being based at home. That's sweet of you. <laughs> like he could, he's allowed to play Call of Duty and stuff, but you can have a little like side hustle. Okay, so yeah, you're, you're saying, he, okay, so you're saying he can have like a cool streetwear brand that like starts small. Yeah, he can have, he can have his little LLC going. That's fine. <laughs> jerky company. He can have his, he can do, he's doing jerky. He can have his little LLC company. He can have his little LLC. Okay, what about if he's like, babe, <laughs> I'm going to start making kimchi. Are you going to put the kibosh down on that? Is that too far? I mean, is this a white guy? Of course, it's a white guy. Oh, no, no, no. I couldn't do that. Okay, okay. Yeah. We got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, you're, you're just leaving money on the table. That's on you. I mean, you never know. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't checked, but is the influencer olive oil made by Italians? I bet it's not. Probably not. Kevin makes a great <laughs> kimchi. Um, so, Chris, you were saying right at the intro, mm -hmm. um, I actually know a lot of Asian guys named Kevin. I take that back. <laughs> Chris, you're saying in the intro about her her book and her story involving bringing home a tall white guy to meet the family yeah delia is or, or is this tale ripped from the pages of your personal life it's it's written as a hypothetical because I've, I've never brought someone home but i've kind of been in a situation where i was like oh give or take a few months maybe i would have to figure out how this christmas would look <laughs> have you ever dated a white guy yeah unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> what the fuck do you come on this you know what i mean no i don't know what you mean in the future have you made a promise to your community to never date a white person again um i mean i'm i'm still open to all things i'm very open to all things okay so we're not that we're not that bad we're not that bad. so whites are not off the table a hundred percent okay good to know because i you was... guys have such a nice relationship with your parents so that's kind of nice you know that's a stereotype <laughs> yeah i'm not going to be pigeonholed for having a good relationship with my parents i'm not going to let you do this to me in a public forum you guys like talk to your dad you know that's kind of nice oh you have a dad what's that like <laughs> Jason Jason loves to bring this up when it's convenient for him. I didn't bring it up. I think that I think that <laughs> so you're saying what you're look what you're looking for goes beyond looks. You want things that are a little more substantial maybe. You're not quite as shallow as us. I mean no, I'm definitely shallow, but like <laughs> I don't think I should well, you know, I'll just say that like I've been surprised a lot. I think the last couple of years of my life, I'm about to turn 30, so I think my my philosophy going to my 30s is just that like yeah i'm open i'm open to all kinds of things but i kind of know what needs to like be at the heart of it you're more you're more aware of what you want and don't want yeah as, as age as age yeah i mean that's that's true about that's the, the one benefit of aging mm -hmm. what was your uh, philosophy in your 20s uh i think it was stuff that my philosophy was sort of like oh you dj that's cool <laughs> oh you work at nightlife <laughs> That could totally work. <laughs> Damn. Um, the slander continues. She's coming for you again, Jason. <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> this is, so so you're saying that you you're saying that you in the past have been attracted to turntablists, is what you're saying. I think you just don't think about compatibility as much. You're just like, this person's so exciting and different. Mm. And then you sort of slowly realize That's true. Like, That's true. Oh, exciting and different is maybe not what's gonna like 
you know, be pulling the childcare hours at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, com- yeah, compatibility is the word, is the key word there. Yeah. Exciting and different. I mean, he has a mattress on the floor in Ridgewood. That's exciting and different. I get it. It's hot. Well, it's, it's great because you don't have to live with them. But then once you do, then you're no longer compatible. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean... <laughs> compatibility as you get older too i feel like with friends even it's just kind of like everybody is i don't know i i just feel like it's easier to just be like i'm not fucking with this anymore and walk away from it Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. whatever kind of relationship it is you either have the confidence to do that or you just don't care anymore which is almost more freeing yeah you can be like i wish you well it's not for me i'll see you we'll have our once a year hang I hope you do well in the meantime. Yeah, those once a year hangs, they start when they start turning into once every four and a half years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you're really doing it. It's like the Ooh. it's like the but you Ooh, th- this this whole trend, I mean, I don't know if these are real or not, but the things that go viral where it's like, I'm sorry, I don't have space for you in my life right like a like a friend breakup yeah, yeah. That, that's worded like it's <laughs> AI therapy or something. And I'm like, do people It's like psychotic. It's really like I mean I don't I feel like I would not know people like that like I I just don't I don't think and I'm proud to say that I don't think I know people like that but like I don't know what if I got that text I don't know what I would do if you if you, if you're the type of person that talks like that let alone makes a TikTok video about that you've never had a friendship <laughs> or a yeah. real friendship that you even need to break up that that's true with. it's kind of giving away that <laughs> it, you're that's a hypothetical friendship that they <laughs> yeah, have that's a hypothetical friendship i mean i i just find that whole i i guess the way that people are like like i feel like as a society we're really focused on like boundaries mm-hmm. and it's like i don't really understand like i don't i don't know i i thought that like life you just do the stuff you want to do and you don't do the stuff that you don't want to do and i don't understand why it has been like co-opted into like a self-help mental health thing it seems like more of a common sense issue to me but maybe i just don't feel the pressure that other people feel because mm. you can make money telling people what to do as a self-help thing do you guys e- even if it is common sense do you guys not have like codependent friendships like kind of like when you're very young no i mean sometimes yeah no not really i mean more more so nowadays but for for our generation yeah not quite as much and then the young you know the generations before us much closer to zero but yeah i mean code codependent like emotionally speaking or just like um, emotional but like everything like i i just i feel like i my especially like my early 20s are really marked by a lot of friendships that would basically like let's band together like Mm. now we can you know kind of almost in this like romantic partner way of like i got you so together we can deal with this like world damn this sounds like an ashanti song (laughs) (laughs) no i know what you mean but i I think guys guys are like that up to a certain extent but Mm -hmm. as as a as a guy I i mean just speaking from our experience like at the end of the day you are on your own yeah and like you can have your friendship groups and you can have your loyalty and People will have your back and stand up for you and you can do things together. But at the end of the day, you you really, it really is you yeah. against the world. Mm, that's interesting. In the world I come from, and uh, Alex doesn't like when I say this, born alone, die alone, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a real, <laughs> it feels defeatist Thanks, in some ways, but it's also like, that's just reality, you know? And I think that, I mean, they say this all the time about men that like, like a regular guy, you know, which I don't. Um, consider Jason and I to be to be that. I'm for, anything but regular <laughs> for many for many reasons. But like I think regular guys, like they say that they have 
like a ton of friends, but it's like there's no depth to it. It's all based around kind of just like Mm -hmm, kicking it mm -hmm. with the fellas, you know, and like watching sports and, you know, the usual stuff. But I think that I would say in my life, a lot of my friends, I'm like, could you chill with the emotional shit, pussy? Like, I, I, like, I don't, like, it goes too far, I would say sometimes <laughs> because we're, because we're so, we're so in touch with it and willing to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think may buck like generational norms a little bit, but maybe that's because of what we do for a living or what we've been exposed to. I don't know what the, I don't know what the reasoning is. Yeah. That's the importance of diversifying your friend group, though, because I have, we, we have, similar friend groups where there's certain people where I know if I go and get sushi with you, we're going to have an emotional talk. We're going to talk about life, love and regret and so many things. And then I have this other group where these are the people that I say slurs with and talk about tits, sure. you know, just like whatever it is, like you, you have to have that varying group of friendships just just to get it all out of your system. Yeah, no, I think you do have to have diver- diverse friendships in that way. <laughs> but I also think, I mean, I, I think that women, women's friendships are at least from what I've been told my entire life and witnessed are, are a little more complicated. Yeah, it's like a fucking iceberg. <laughs> you, so, so each, each one is its own iceberg. <laughs> I mean, do you ha- do you feel like now in these situations, do you feel like are you the one that people are calling to to like talk about their problems because you are like relatively grounded and centered or are you the freak out and you need to call people (laughs) more often than not? I'm the freak out, I think. But I think sort of, I've noticed my friends who get partnered up suddenly become like, like they they never call me anymore because they have someone, right? They have kind of that first yeah, yeah. Um, first responder. <laughs> <laughs> they have a first look deal with the person that they're having sex. Yeah, with. it's it's in your yeah. business. In your business, we call it a first reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I felt like it's skewed depending on like what life stage people are in because it's, what's interesting is sort of like I don't know. The minute someone is single again. I know because I start hearing from them. Hey, bitch. Yeah, in every respect of the term. <laughs> hey, bitch, it's Friday. You know what the fuck going on tonight? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean. Let me guess, big head. <laughs> I mean, that's true for everyone, though. I mean, I think that that happens to yeah. I, I mean, that happens to a lot of people. It also depends, I think, on the, like, social social level of of whoever you end up with you know what i mean yeah it's like is is that is like if somebody wants to stay home and watch fucking john oliver every night it's like you know all right i guess i'm doing that now versus <laughs> like if it's you know jason it's like he wants to do molly three times a week then you're gonna go out and be social more mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. you know people make these <laughs> sounds more cool than john oliver i mean of course it is of course it is but i, I think that like it's also i don't know i think new york is different too because you you kind of have to go out more because there's no space at home usually. Yeah. You know, so I think people people are out a little more. But I'm glad to know that you're the one that freaks out. That seems right to me. I'm a big talker, so like nothing just like I feel like all I need to do is like talk about something for 2 hours like and it could be anything and then I'm like over it the minute that's done. It's like kind of this like zip file downloading like okay, let's like process it really fast and then we never have to speak of this again. Okay. And then I'm like fine. So these are your detailed talking systems is what it sounds like. Exactly, yeah. My emotion systems. These yes, are my emotion yes. systems. It's a patented <laughs> method, actually. I'm selling it. You can take my master class. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, 
I'm a little bit of like, what am I going to do about it kind of guy? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at a certain point, if it's out of my control, I'm pretty easy. I'm, I'm happy to be like, nothing I can do, man, which is um, very frustrating for people in my life. <laughs> well, they're, they just need to get more in touch with their third eye or something. But I, I, I feel the same way as Chris. That was, that's one of the few things that him and I have in common where my brain always goes to just system. I mean, it really is a system where I like do a, a role play of how the whole scenario works out in my head and I never have to talk about it again. Kind of like how you're talking about, I just need to talk about a subject for two hours and it's gone, but that's very frustrating to other people if it's not gone in their head and you seem to have moved on and completed the system. <laughs> and this is why we have to do Molly. <laughs> Another tweet that you had, Delia, you said men say the weirdest shit to you when you're wearing a little ribbon in your hair and... <laughs> Throw out, throw out a couple weird things that some of these men were saying. Let's give, let's get some bars. Yeah, I want to hear what fellas. And also were walk us through the ribbon system. Yeah, yeah, I need all of it. I like someone sent me flowers for like my book launch, and it was <laughs> there was this really nice ribbon tied around some of the flowers, and so I just like kept it. And then I think the other day I was like, I don't know, I'm just I need a little pick me up something and so i just like put a little bow in my hair and then went out and i got a lot of compliments on it from like girls and so i was like oh cool i'll keep doing this and then you went to bushwick like this one guy was just like hey you have something in your hair and i was like yeah <laughs> and then he's like he points to this like like i have a scar on my face and he's like you also have something right here and i was like yeah man like that's my scar and it was just like <laughs> what where is this even going this no. is actually a, like a really different route than it usually and he's goes, like you know i actually was hoping you would know where this is going i really am running out of stuff to say <laughs> he's like just making little observations like Oh, and like, what's this over here? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't seem like a direct method. What kind of what kind of setting is this though? Is this like at the office? Is this the grocery store? The gym? On, on the subway? No, it's on the subway. It's always on the subway. It's always on the subway. I'll tell you what. The best thing about being a dude, nobody's ever literally ever talked to me in the subway unless they wanted money. Yeah, ever. Yeah. In the history of my life, no one has no, ever. No, pers- no, 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 no. Try being six foot nine. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys are big guys too, right? That's yeah, different. but no, but Jason's big. Where to Strangers the point talk where to me every day. Yeah, Jason's big to the point where people have to comment on it. Oh, I'm yeah. just I just I just look like an athlete. It's kind of my gift, um, but not not a not a famous one. You know, yeah. I, they don't. Jason, they have to comment in this way where he's learned to. Um, you're good at it, Jason, but I, I don't like. It's not sexual. It's like. I can't believe you're this tall. It's almost like you have something on your face. It's kind of a similar level. Yeah. But I I understand it. I understand it. I've been in that situation before where it's like, hey, I know this is bad form and uncouth, but like we got to address the the elephant in the room. You're actually taller than I am. This is fucked up, you know, and it's fine. We understand it, but it's worse than like, hey, what's up with that scar on your face? Yeah. Dude, your your (laughs) face would look better if it wasn't all messed up. (laughs) Exactly. Can you make it better? <laughs> anyway, oh, I was hoping it'd be like what's your that scar is hot. That scar is like hot. I would have preferred that. I've been like, okay, you know, that's a good story. Yeah, we all would. Yeah, we all we well, all would. Negging yeah. is a thing that works sometimes, but it usually does not work. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not just it's not an easy thing to pull off, especially for today's incel fellas out there. And oh, Jason, I was gonna ask, do you feel like you have to adjust like how your face looks because of your height? To like either appear less or like more threatening. Actually, yeah, I would say so. Um, but it's usually like the only people I actually threaten are like small children. <laughs> so usually women don't look at me as a threat because I kind of have a a pretty smiley, regular, chill demeanor. 
and and no dude is in, is uh, afraid of me or intimidated by me whatsoever. That's true. But children can often be taken aback by my height. Yeah. And then I do have to kind of. But then it's another slippery slope because yeah. you know in in 2023 you can't be like yeah hey little fella and like you know scruff up their hair like you could back in the 50s or whatever <laughs> yeah you can't even really like do a wave no you can't even wave at, like no. if a child yeah like a, you have to ask consent <laughs> before you could like say hello to a child on the sidewalk you know Be, but i understand it i mean i'm not yeah yeah i'm not complaining yeah, it's not like, that crazy if i had kids i would be like what the fuck you doing talking to my kid motherfucker what what what, what are you up to what's your end game here chief yeah um and you can't just go around telling everybody like don't worry. I'm not a rapist. I'm not a predator. I just love saying hi to kids. It's totally chill. There's no there's no good way to do it. So, but I also think it is stupid and I think that I can if if I'm looking at the parents or if I'm looking at a person, I can kind of tell like this is a normal human being where if I say hello to them, they won't feel offended or clutch their pearls. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" Mm -hmm. I like to think that I can tell if somebody is able to do that. But yeah, um sometimes I do you know, like if you're on an elevator with like an old lady or something like that, I will try to give them a smile or say hello to slouch a little. No, 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 no. I mean, no, mm -hmm. it's a, I mean, I said a grandma, not a grandpa, <laughs> but you know, you want to Oh. <laughs> still got to give them a little show, but I will, but you want to let them know. I think that's just part of being a gentleman of like, Hey, strange person in the world i'm somebody who could kill you with my bare hands just want to let you know yeah yeah i'm, I'm, I'm a non-threatening cool. person yeah i mean mm -hmm. i'm i'm very friendly i like to be friendly and say like yes ma'am and yes sir but I, i'm not trying to like i don't know they're like you can't like the shit that happened a couple of years ago where like the woman was offended that a guy tried to help mm -hmm. her with her bag on the plane oh. that really scarred me <laughs> that like really scarred me <laughs> Because I'm like really the guy who would try to help someone with a heavy bag. Now, unless they're truly crippled or like need a walker, yeah. I'm not offering help at all. Yeah. It ain't it ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. Um, sounds pretty tough. Are you happy, ladies? It's just, yeah, exactly. It, you happy, Greta Thunberg? It's crazy. Like, I'm not going to help you with your away suitcase that you overpacked because like that's offensive. I just don't, it, I just don't understand. Like, I like help when I need help. Why can't we just help Wait, each other? Wait, this explains a lot because I've had much less help lately with my bag, like on a plane. That's why <laughs> we ain't doing. Men ain't and doing that. I kind that. of count on it. <laughs> I, I'm counting. I'm counting on a strapping man to help me with his bag. <laughs> no, I mean the the problem is all it takes is one person to freak out, and every guy is just like, not worth it. Sorry, yeah, it's not yeah. Worth, like I don't want to end up on the news because yeah, because I tried to help somebody with their bag, and I I I push back on that, and I think it is dumb and. Like I said before, I think I can tell when somebody is going to be a freak and when they're not. And I've helped a lot of people, male and female, with their bags over, over the years. And I still will. And if somebody does have a freak out reaction to that, to me, that's nothing but amusement. It's just like, oh, this is fucking sick. And then everyone on the plane <laughs> can look at each other and give each other the look and like, look at this fucking psycho bitch. Like, we can at least share that moment, you know. That's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you better, you better, you better pack light. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'm, I gotta, I gotta adjust. <laughs> it's a new world order. It's new world. I mean, I don't know why that really stuck with me, and I really do. I used to be like overly ready to help, and I just had to neuter myself. It's just like, nah, bro. I'm you, sitting down. You used down. to be Captain Captain Lift a Bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was Captain, but I, I'm with you, Jason. Simpaz. I wouldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wouldn't discriminate though. I would I would help a fella too. You know, we know if one of these businessmen got too many think pads in his to me. I'll help him put that shit overhead. I'm not I'm not afraid to help. Enough. I got a big fella. I got it. I'm comfortable in my masculinity enough to help a fella put his bag up. You know, I'm not I'm not a go off. Delia, let's let's talk Grub Street diet. OK, I was unable to read it due to paywall issues. But you mentioned <laughs> that <laughs> you mentioned that it, it the the week that was chosen for the assignment was inconvenient for you. Could you explain how so? So I yeah I mean I had been dreaming of doing a Grub Street diet for a while. Like it was one of those things that like you know sometimes you just like think about it when you're just like in the shower or you're taking a walk and you're just like what would I what would I do what would I where would I go you know hypothetically if I were to get a grubby <laughs> yeah I got to be ready yeah exactly um. I just, I was so excited to do it. And then I was supposed to do it like the week following Valentine's Day. And I just, I was like, I'm just going to come home and like write about it every night. So it's sort of like a diary entry. Like I'm not going to try to recap a whole week at once later. Mm -hmm. Smart. Uh, and it fell on this week where I, I had a breakup mm. so, <laughs> that I like didn't see coming. So it's sort of like. You didn't well, see coming because you were like, I was going <laughs> to, because you did it and you didn't see it coming or because it was done to you and you didn't see it coming. Um, Let me think. <laughs> Let me think. So, so was it just like Sunday, Levan cookie delivery? Monday, Levan cookie <laughs> delivery. It was literally like, like I think it was like Saturday. Went to the park, like on a date. Turns out it was not a date. It was like, like a breakup was pulled on me, and now I'm home trying to eat these like shitty peanut butter cups from Erewhon because that's the only food I have in the apartment. And like, this is pretty bad. This is pretty miserable. Yeah, but I kind of <laughs> like that versus like the other approach, which is like, yeah, I went to a part of Queens you've never heard of to have a noodle that was hand pulled by a grandmother. Right. And the spice <laughs> yeah. ignited a, a fire in me that I've never felt. But you know what I mean? It's like I went to yeah, my yeah. favorite Burmese um, shark <laughs> yeah. fin elephant <laughs> yeah, hand roll yeah. spot. It's literally a hole in the wall. Like you'll never find it. It's one of those things that <laughs> they were making smash burgers and it was out of like a window of a house during covid they still do it it's 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 sick. They donate all the money it's so dope so you so you did you then detail the breakup diary style in the grub street or did you just kind of brush over that or did you not mention it at all oh well i was just like so i like came home from this breakup now i'm eating this food now i have to go to like a dinner party and a karaoke party so i, I don't know but then like the last day of it was sort of like another twist where it's like like the most detailed about it was I was just like there was a breakup and then I had to like go and like have this debriefing conversation and in like another twist that I also just didn't see coming I was like and then we got brunch together afterward and it was fine and the food was pretty good whose idea who no no whose idea whose idea was the fucking brunch it was not mine that's right that's exactly <laughs> right yeah okay well you, I'm sorry you said you had a debriefing conversation. <laughs> this is this is leaning into dog systems. I will say, just to call. I know, out. I know. Okay, you know when you do like a soft breakup and then you kind of are like, okay, like slept on it. I'm pretty sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, I don't like you. Just to confirm, it's been 24 hours. I can confirm. Just, yeah, I do not like you. How to how to check? Um, <laughs> uh, feelings still stand. I do want the candle back. After all, so did he? I mean, damn, this guy. I'll tell you what. 
This fella is brave because he knows that, I mean, if he's paying attention, he knows the press cycle's coming up. Man, he's fucked. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a crazy decision. To break up with a chick on Grub Street Week? I know. You sealed your own fate. That's just dumb. We actually talked dumb. about it. I was like, I, you know, at brunch, I was like, I kind of have to like, I mean, I have to write about this meal, but like, what context are you comfortable with? And he was like, I think this is actually very hilarious. Like, we agreed it was very funny in, I think, different ways. And he was like, yeah, like, I mean, you know, don't drop my address, but you should write whatever you want about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, babe, I'm really, so- I'm really sorry. Don't dox me, but you can totally mention it. <laughs> so so much like Fall Out Boy's Pete Wentz, this guy is probably listening to this podcast right now. Is there a message you'd like to send him? Um, <laughs> Do you think he listens? Of course he does. Oh, he definitely listens. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Hell yeah. All right. Which magazine does he work at? <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't work at media. <laughs> What's the name of his startup? <laughs> no, it's it's going to revolutionize. No, I will say, so to be totally honest, I had never actually listened to your podcast until like I was prepping for this because I was just sort of like, you know, sounds great. Maybe I'm not the target audience. And then I finally listened to it and I was like, this explains so much about the New York state of man and also like many men in my life and now i feel like i've solved the clue uh in a lot of ways okay this is interesting so you mean that it took a bro cast for you to learn about bros <laughs> i think well i i was just sort of like oh this is the degree of influence that this podcast has on this demographic that i just didn't realize we're all coming from one place <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying uh-huh. you're saying these dudes in your life talk like idiots and they like they like st- like you're saying they okay, love this podcast. that's good to know yeah. at least it's penetrating you didn't have to scour the internet we are a one-stop shop for toxic masculinity <laughs> yeah, all we're here ready to you. go in one place and and we do this a lot we do it three times a week so you can tap in whenever you want and kind of get a temperature check but i appreciate that you didn't because most i think a lot of our guests um don't listen first or they listen mm-hmm. to like an episode or two like right before to like kind of try to understand yeah um which we we appreciate because i think that we do about that level of uh Mm-hmm. of research as well so it's kind of a mutual well, the time get to know each other mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i think feels like more natural it's organic sometimes. discoverability is what it is <laughs> yeah exactly like i you know we don't have any questions written down if you're wondering so so what were some of the clues that you un- unsheathed <laughs> yeah yeah in your in your findings some of the things you guys say like kind of just like even just like this slang or the turns of phrase like i've heard those in like conversations okay and in, in a way that you're sort of like, this person is trying out a new phrase. <laughs> this, person, uh, this is not organic from them. You okay. know? So I was like, oh, that this is where they get it from. Okay, so you'll hear a, a, a slang debut out in the wild. Mm-hmm. We could have been the source for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing worse when you hear somebody trying out a slang word for the first time. You, you just know it. You can feel it in your bones. And you know, it, it this, hardly this ever was works. a big for issue me. for me because I really resisted sick for a long time Mm -hmm. and i was really proud of that Mm -hmm. and unfortunately i gave in and now it's part of my vernacular and i'm not proud of it i don't think it makes me sound smart or cool (laughs) i would say it's more embarrassing than anything else but i remember taking it for a few test runs and how uncomfortable it felt tumbling out of my mouth yeah and it just didn't it, it didn't feel right but then like like 
<laughs> like any other addict, you just do it enough and you love it, you know? And it's, it's unfortunately sick as part of my daily, it's, it's a daily driver for me. Chaotic neutral for you is what it sounds like, Chris. Yeah, it really, but it's, it's, I, I, t- t- taking slang out for a test drive. I mean, every, every time you say a word, you have to say it for the first time. Bro, damn. <laughs> you, yeah. Bro, damn. Jason, think about that. Are you high right now? Be honest. Not at all. Not at all. Delia, what is a slang word? That you have heard that you're like, you know what? Maybe I should start saying that. Yeah, is there one that you've been kind of kind of flirting with? Uh okay, this isn't slang, but I have been talking to a lot of people in LA, like in the industry, and I learned that this this word that's like producerial. Mm-hmm. I think it's like it's more of like an industry term, but I was like, I've never heard that before. What does it mean? Like editorial, but with production. Oh. Yeah. Like in a producer capacity, I guess. Like my producerial debut yeah i've never and heard so that like that's interesting i've never heard that before I and that i hate it slang. doesn't roll off the tongue not memorable not cool <laughs> don't say it let's just get it out like Let, means nothing it means yeah. nothing don't that say being it. said did we that being said did we get a book deal in la do we are we going to be turned into a screenplay What's yeah are up? we trying to make this into a fucking movie we're, we're taking meetings oh here we go we're having some my agent did set up some exploratory meetings with some production companies <laughs> um look i get i get it babe we're doing the same fucking in the thing. fiction space um i think that um well that being said just quickly uh who who is the dream to play you or the character based on you I mean, in my mind, I've been fan casting Greta Lee just because I think her in um, Russian Doll in The Morning Show. I think she's in this new rom com. I love, yeah, I love her too. She's great. She's I think cool. she's she can like she has this big range, but she does this really like 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 thinly disguised like fury mm. really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're you're like I'm 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 kind of mad as I'm kind of mad as hell all the time. So I think she'd really be able to yeah. convey that in a nice, pleasant way. Exactly. Yeah, I I love the morning show. It's an it's a nice contrast to Aquafina's more in your face <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love I love um I love her. I think she's great, and I I love the yeah. morning show, and I love all her looks on the morning show. They make her dress so fucking crazy. Yeah. So yeah. it's so funny. It's like its own character i guess i need to watch the morning show i don't have apple tv i mean jason i can share my password with you well um, apple is tricky right because then that's your apple id exactly i don't want him fishing because he'll go start yeah. buying itunes you know he's a weird guy i play a lot of games so i'll, I'll be dumping some serious coinage in the, in the <laughs> apple arcade yeah, system yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like when you see the story where like my son spent thirty thousand dollars on a <laughs> on a game while I was sleeping. It's that's gonna be Jason with with Candy Crush. But levels. you could probably like text, right? You can like message with someone's Apple ID. Like I, I that just seems so that seems intimate. Thank share. you. It's too right, invasive. Jason, sorry, you got yeah. to pony up the five a month. Actually, hot, a pro tip for for all of my um, technology lovers: when you buy a new Apple product, Apple T- TV is included for free for a, for a certain amount of time. Whoa! So, Jason, a long I think, gone exclusive. <laughs> so, when you bought that, my fucking I, grandma knows that. So, when you bought that iPad to jerk off with in the sauna, it probably came with a free six months. How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> I'm just saying, if it it probably comes with a. If you're not watching the morning show, you know you, you're you're missing out is my is the only yeah, point i'm trying to the make night, night show all i'm trying to make delia i hope you enjoyed your first broadcast appearance <laughs> did you enjoy yourself i did thank you so much for having me sorry it's a little different than long form our approach is like a little bit different it's a little different yeah yeah long forms like tell me your life story that's so cool 
Thank you for doing that. All right, we'll see you guys next week. So Peoria, let's let's get into it. Um, but no, the book uh, the book is everywhere. Uh, books are sold, and um, I'm very I'm very happy for you. I know that um, making and and writing a book is a very difficult task. So good on you for finishing it. And the reception has been um, pretty amazing from from what I've seen. So I'm very happy for you. And hopefully yeah. hopefully we get a Hollywood uh, a Hollywood take on it in the next you know five to ten years after you do some pre production. <laughs> I hope so too. If you need a podcasting character, talk to our people. And if you're the guy that broke up with Delia a couple weeks ago, send me a DM. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you if you want a free if you broke up with Delia and you want a free how long gone hat, we will send you one. Um. <laughs> Restrictions do apply. The first ten guys who who have broken up with you. <laughs> All right, Delia, thank you so much. Go buy the book. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, Delia. <laughs> Bye.